Welcome to Tent Talk, the podcast with Nancy McCrady, where we talk about life under the big tent of God's presence and the provoking process of discipleship. Here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Tent Talk. This is Nancy McCrady. Are you being emotionally manipulated? Are you walking on eggshells and managing the moods of others, always trying to keep the peace while not having any yourself? Then I'm going to encourage you to take a listen to this series of conversations that I am calling Buddhas and Bananas. My friends, we're not called to appease others and be under the control of other people. We're called to live under the compelling control of the love of God. And that love is going to mature you and educate you in such a way that you will not continue to live placing yourself under the control of other people. So here we go. I'm glad you're with me here on the podcast of Nancy McCready Ministries, Tent Talk. All right, here we are, Buddhas and Bananas. I know it may seem like such a strange title, but when I picture things, right, in my own life, when I saw myself still attempting to appease others so that I could receive what I needed, you see, many times we're shamed just because we need right? Some of that is that we think, you know, I should be okay. Uh, Why am I so needy? You know, and we have to recognize, first of all, that God put those needs within us so that he could be the fulfillment of those needs. Would you agree we have a deep need for love? And yet who is love? Love is not a feeling. Love is God himself. And when we are born separated from God, right? You understand we're born separated from love himself. And we are then left to attempt to find love as best we can. And though love is oftentimes bestowed on us at birth, eventually it begins to go conditional, right? Because a child, a baby begins to grow and maybe they don't behave and maybe they're a constant source of inconvenience for certain parents. Uh, Maybe they don't perform well, right? So it goes from human unconditional love, which let me assure you is not the same. It's not the same as God's unconditional love. Because God already knows that you're not the source of making him love you. And this is why there is, I don't even have the words to describe uh, the differences between uh, God as love and then human love. They are not the same. So though someone might argue and say, but Nancy, when my child was born, I just had this love for them, you know, yeah, but let's just talk about how that continued on, right? And, and that when we realize, right, that by the nature, the nature that we're born with in Adam is a nature 
that is an earning, deserving, performing nature. Hmm? And so what happens is, because that nature is also self-centered, is that it reads everything as we grow up. It starts to read everything of other people's reactions, um, all of that is having something to do with me. So if someone is unhappy, that self-centered nature says, what did I do, right, to cause that? I think uh, we could all agree that probably the, the words that best describe shame, right, is what's wrong with me. Not, oh, I did something wrong. No, what's wrong with me? Why can't I be enough for other people? And so this becomes, uh, and I don't mean to oversimplify it, but we need to not let it be overcomplicated either, is that we need to understand the origins, right, of all of this system of earning, performing, and shame when we can't be enough to make another person, um, you know, to make another person want me. Why am I not enough? The question is, is why did you think you had to be enough for another person to want you, love you, and treat you well? Hmm? So this is why in real true discipleship, we have to get far beyond our childhood and we have to see the nature that we were born with is a nature that's born separate from God, and it is self-centered. Therefore, it interprets everything that's going on as having something to do, right, with self. So if things are going well, we think, oh, I must have done something right to make everybody happy. When someone's upset, what did I do to make them upset? Rather than ascribing that, well, that must be something to do with them. Now, we all become rational adults, right? And so then we try to, but I'm talking about when we are born and as we are growing up and we're being formed within. So there's a little book that I use a lot called Toxic Love by Malcolm Smith. And I just want to read just the opening four um, short paragraphs of the book. And I want you to see if there is anything there that you identify with. So here we go. Are you exhausted by the demands people make on you? Are you a person other people suck dry? Do you answer their every call and then feel weak and used? Or do you ignore them and then condemn yourself because you feel you should have been there for them? Do you go through life trying to be everything to everybody, or feeling ashamed or angry that they have discovered you to be weak and unable to help. Does someone else call the shots in your life, a husband, wife, teenage child, or perhaps a mother who has not yet let you leave the nest, though you have a family of your own? Does that someone else control whether you feel happy or sad, whether you feel good about yourself or whether you feel life is not worth living? And the most important question of all is, do you believe that by letting others control and drain you, you are loving them and being to them what God wants you to be? 
Do you feel you are living a selfless life and will soon be rewarded by a change in the other person or persons which will bring about the happiness you long for? If you find yourself answering yes to any of these questions, then it is possible you have fallen for one of the most despicable lies of the devil, a lie that will keep you from enjoying all that Christ has purchased for you. It will, in fact, leave you in a state of misery and despair much of the time. Now, I'm going to stop there because I I want you to, it's not about assessing necessarily, but I do want you to reflect and to think and to be honest. If any of that describes your inner world, what goes on inside of you as you're interacting with the people closest to you, interacting with people that you work with, your colleagues, with friends, right? I want you to give thought to that because if if that's true, I assure you, you're placing bananas at the foot of Buddhas. Is you are attempting to be the hero to other people so that they will be in awe of you. See, self loves to make it as though it's about the other people, but it's really about getting and gaining for ourselves, right? And this is oftentimes what can make us a slave to other people's opinions, to other people's view of us. And this is where we realize that no matter how it may appear on the outside, that inwardly, right, is that we are being controlled right, by our need for other people to love us. So we can think that we're being controlled by other people. Well, who made you put those bananas at the foot of that Buddha? You may say, well, they get angry, and if I don't do it, they're upset, as though they made you do that. So I want you to back up just a moment, because remember, this is not about fault or blame. So I just want you to back up just a moment and say, no, wait just a minute. Who made you, right, to be under the control of that person? Is it not your own belief, your own fear within, that if you don't do it, they'll walk away? So how tired are you, right, of having to keep all the relationships in your life? Aren't people supposed to be freely engaged with you because they choose to? rather than you thinking that you have to work to keep them in your life. I've got to produce, I have to perform, I have to be a certain way, I have to be helpful, or other people might not find any use for me. My friends, yes, that is true. Yeah, that's that's how that old system of self and flesh works. Hmm? That's not how the kingdom of God works, I can assure you. That's that's not how that's not how God loves. But it is quite a transition to go from the gripping fear of human love into the absolute place of rest and peace in God's love. And there's so much more there to share. But I want you to go back and listen to 
when I was reading from Toxic Love. It's just a very short little book, like five chapters, but so, so very powerful. And I want you to ask yourself, is there someone else calling the shots in my life? Am I managing the moods of other people? Am I filled and flooded with guilt and shame and therefore my adult children can hold me over the barrel because the minute they mention my failures of the past, yeah, you're right, I was so horrible. And so therefore you keep trying to make up for that and they keep milking right, you for things uh, by manipulating that guilt. Those are just a few examples, right? So I want you to give some thought to that. Because I think that to go on in bananas and Buddhas, Buddhas and bananas, uh, I think I'm going to maybe continue to share from uh, this little book, Toxic Love, uh, because we can't just talk the problem. Uh, One of the reasons I love Toxic Love is because of chapter three, when it talks about how Jesus lived and loved. And I think we cannot revisit that enough because he lives within us, because we've been taken out of the system of darkness and brought into the kingdom of the sun. And we need to have exposure to the ways we have been living, especially when we're trying to call them Christian, that I do for everyone. I'm trying to be nice and sweet. And I think, you know, that then everyone will change because I finally behave because I think deep down, you know, I'm the all-powerful, all-knowing, right? All-present one, right? And that I control everything. And if I'm good, others will treat me right. If I'm bad, that's why they treat me bad. And that's why an emotional manipulator can keep you on the string and on the line is because they keep telling you that because they know that you've got that inside of you already, Right. Trust me. There's a radar. People can pick up on all your shame stuff and then they start milking it. So remember, we're not here to change all the shysters out here. We're going to let God work deep within us. Okay. All right. So here we go, my friends. I love informal conversations. I love family meetings. I love it when God just simply begins to set us free by the truth of him. He is truth. He is love. And when we allow him, he will bring us to the end of self. And I know it's very painful, can be quite difficult, but it is so very necessary. So let's continue on. What do you say? Hmm? And let's be those that continuously shift into the deep love of God. And we live in that deep oneness with him. Yes. All right. We will talk soon. For more information on Nancy, please visit nancymccrady.com or follow her on social media at nbmccrady.com.